Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates from Rave It Up here. And today we're gonna to be having a chat over Zoom with my dear friend, mindset coach, Brett D. Scott. Uh, Brett owns a business called Freedom Coaching. You can go check out his website, brettdscott.com. Uh, if you do follow me on Facebook, then you would have seen probably a few weeks to a month ago, I was on Brett's show. He has a vodcast series called Mastering Success. And if you go to the Mastering Success vodcast Facebook group, you'll see the interview there. And I thought it was time to have him on my show. Now, seriously, I don't know what Brett has not achieved in his life. He has dabbled in everything. But we are going to chat about his career specifically in real estate. Going from a real estate agent to now a mindset coach. It's a bit of a jump. <laughs> and we also have a chat about the law of attraction and the movie The Secret. If you haven't watched that already, I highly, highly recommend it. And I feel like you're going to come out of this interview feeling so inspired, so motivated. And it's going to really help you, especially if you have any blockages to stop you from actually achieving the life of your dreams. Or as he says, mastering success. So, so much to cover today. So let's get into it now. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Raise it Hey guys, it's Georgie May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Arthur It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving it up. Having fun. Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. We're raving it up. Brett, welcome to Rave It Up. How are you going today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for uh, having me on. You are very welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on my show this time. For those who don't know, I was on Brett's Mastering Success vodcast series only just recently, right? Probably a few weeks to a month ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. You can go check that out on either my Facebook page or also Brett's Mastering Success vodcast Facebook group, which is public, isn't it? So everyone can go check it out. It's public, yeah. I'll make sure to link everybody to it so they can go check out our other interview. Uh, and we originally met at the We Are Podcast virtual summit with heaps and heaps of people around the world, but then we kept in contact and I am privileged to now call Brett a very good friend of mine. <laughs> we always chat on the phone and stuff. And he invited me on his show and now you're on mine. So it's it's a real privilege. And I gotta say, it was so much fun being on yours. Like I you're a fantastic interviewer and that's coming from someone that does it as a living. So good job. I really want to know, you probably only know like the ballpark figure, but do you know how many interviews you've done now? Yeah, um, I've done, today was my 64th for, for Mastering Success. The interesting part, and I know we're not sort of diving straight into it, but the interesting part for anyone that, you know, wants to do what you do or, or likes the way that I present, all it takes is a bit of repetition. It just takes you moving forward, just having a go, and just having another go and having another go. And look, I'm sure you're the same as me, like even with after all your hundreds, if not thousands of uh, interviews, but I'm, but I'm sure you're still hearing yourself or looking at yourself and thinking, oh, I could just, there's something I could get a little bit better. I could do a little bit better here, but that's good. That's healthy. So 64, were you, were you interviewing before then as well? Is there probably more than 64? Uh, no, there, there are literally 64. Um, it reminds me of a song uh, that I sang in primary school, when I'm 64. Um, yes, and I know I won't give up my day job. Uh, no, so 
I, I definitely haven't interviewed before, but you know, it's interesting and I'll, obviously we'll dig into when you ask me some questions in relation to my journey, but re really and truly, you know, this is the power of doing the internal work. And this is really what I want to sort of expose some of your audience to. Well, I'm definitely covering all basis of your story today. So I'm very excited. <laughs> I loved researching you and just like our phone chats that we have, how many things I've just come up with, with, you know, topics that I can talk to you about, you know, just some things you'll say on the phone. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to write that down for when I have him on my show and talk to him about it. <laughs> and something, since we are on the topic of your vodcast series, something I'd really love to know because you're, actual business is called freedom coaching how come you haven't named your vodcast series that yeah you know it's 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 interesting because i started the vodcast before i got into coaching and in fact the the vodcast was really just a webinar series and in fact it was just a webinar <laughs> it started off it started off one of my one of my colleagues uh who i was in a mastermind group with a different mastermind group he he egged me on and said oh we should do a webinar series, you know, so we can, you know, get more people to find out more about, you know, what, what it takes to be successful. And I was like, ah. Oh. And so originally my show was called What is Success? Oh, I like that too. Yeah. I nearly went back to it. You know, when I started um, with Ronzi and James's uh, mastermind group, I was actually really considering going back to my original my original name, what is success? But the reason I kept mastering success is because, you know, it's kind of like what I said in regards to anyone who wants to be a host like you, that wants to be a public speaker. It's all about repetition. It's all about understanding that there's going to be a period of growth, you know, and it's like everything, everything that we get good at and some things we get bad at, <laughs> everything is, is via repetition, you know, it, it takes repetition. You're not going to be the best the first go. And if you are, well, maybe you're just a freak of nature. But most of the time, <laughs> and most of the time, you know, this is, this is actually the way the world works. This is the way our 3D physical world works. Everything is in a high speed of vibration, literally everything. Everything is energy, like the way that our bodies, we're not, we're not this body that I'm tapping is not solid. We are not solid. Nothing is solid. This microphone, everything is at a high speed of vibration. We just can't see it with our eyesight. If you get a magnifying glass or probably a microscope, it's probably the better, the better one. Get a microscope, you'll be able to see the actual, you know, maybe not the, the atoms or whatever <laughs> firing around, but you can. Like you can actually see that things aren't solid. And so I mean, it sounds like I'm going on a tangent, but why I'm saying that is to get us back, um, bring us back, I should say, to the question, which is the reason I didn't call it freedom coaching is because I hadn't yet, I hadn't yet worked, <laughs> I hadn't yet even decided I was going to be a coach. In fact, me becoming a coach, I thought that was going to be a two-year journey. Two years was my, you know, and this is a really important thing for your audience to be thinking of. Whatever you make a decision on today that you think you're going to do in the future, just be aware that sometimes, especially if you do do the work, like the internal work on yourself, things are going to come to you a lot quicker. You know, and you might have an idea about, and in fact, I had someone, one of my other clients had an idea of something for five years and it happened in six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so 
the, the important thing to, for, us, for us to all remember, even me at times, is you only know what you currently know. And when we head down a journey of really, under, like really getting an internal understanding of who we are and what makes us tick, you're going to actually learn more things, which means you're going to grow, which means you're going to have more awareness, which means you're going to have better understanding, which means the things that you are seeking are seeking you. It's actually a thing. And that means that some things are actually going to happen a lot quicker. In fact, my whole journey last year, which I'm sure you'll, you'll dig in and ask me questions about, some of the things that happened, I just went, like when they were happening, I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, how did that happen? And then I went, oh, that's right. I did this and then I did that and then I did this. Like I, it's beautiful when you can see the work you've done to know how you get somewhere. Anyway, I'm going to try not to get too, uh, too fired up. Do you have something to say or sell and wanting to launch an email marketing campaign to engage your customers? Constant Contact can help you. They have all the tools you need to market your ideas and they make it quick, easy and affordable to build a professional brand online track customers, and sell more products, helping you achieve real results. You can sign up now for free to try it out. Go to our website, raveituptv.com, and click on the constant contact ad on our right sidebar. It'll take you straight there. What have you got to lose? You could technically say your whole coaching journey really started back in 2006 when you did watch The Secret for the first time. And if our audience has not watched that movie yet, I highly, highly recommend it. And so does Brett. So I personally know what grabbed your attention about that movie because I freaking love it. But can you tell our audience what grabbed your attention particularly? Because obviously you're still using it to this day. (laughs) The amazing law of attraction. Absolutely, yeah. And look, the the secret, um, (laughs) it's so beautifully filmed. It's so, like, it's it's basically in its way a documentary and it's uh you know sharing like uh Rhonda Byrne who created the movie she's actually from Melbourne Australia I did not know that <laughs> yeah and actually I know, I've got some more inside goss because I know people behind the scenes or I know people who know people behind the scenes so um interestingly uh Kerry Packer was behind the funding for the movie which I didn't know Kerry Packer no not Kerry Packer who's the other Packer the son James Packer yeah James Packer James Packer's behind behind it. Anyway, um, Rhonda, uh, her background was film, and so she knew how to TV and film, so she knew how to do that side of things. But she created The Secret because of her own journey, you know, and I, I resonate with her in its way, although we're very different. <laughs> I'm male, she's female. Um, although we're very different, I resonate with what she did because she created this movie like, like, like in three years. So her journey started three years prior to her releasing the movie. So 2003, she was in a dire situation. Like, you know, I think she was like about to lose her home or it was, it was dire. And her daughter brought her this book. Now, she doesn't tell you in the movie what the book was, but I can tell you what the book was. It was The Science of Getting Rich. And the author of that book, if you've never read it, is Wallace D. Waddles. And when you first read it, just like me, I only read that book for the first time in 2018. And when I first read it, I thought, this is like science fiction. <laughs> like it's, it's so far-fetched. Like it, I felt like it was a little far-fetched. But 
when you start to get more awareness, when you actually start to get new results, when you start to get greater understanding about how some of these universal laws work, um, you really get to understand why Rhonda Byrne, back when she decided to create this movie called The Secret, why that book really impacted her. And in that book, even though it's the science of getting rich, people think money, money, money. It's not necessarily money. Rich, wealth, that, that they're, they're words that, that are used to dictate money or what money can bring. But richness and wealth can actually mean I actually feel rich internally or I have a wealth of knowledge or I have a wealth of friendships, whatever it might be. So, you know, getting back on topic with The Secret, what, what happened to me when I first saw it is I've loved movies. Like, I'm a, like I've got hundreds of books and, in fact, many of my books right up until 20, in November of 2018, I hadn't really opened a book other than getting to, like, Chapter 1 and then my bookmark goes in and then it goes back on the bookshelf because... I'm too tired, I can't concentrate, blah, 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 excuse, excuse, excuse. But movies, I could definitely, I'm sure many people watching could um, resonate with this, you can sit down and watch a two-hour movie, you can sit down and watch an hour, maybe even watch a, mar- a movie marathon, you know. But this movie, the reason, because I love quality movies, as soon as it starts, it grabs you. You're like, oh. What the hell's going on here? So if you haven't seen it, make sure you do watch it. Um, it's really well done. The way that the music and the feel, like the, the emotion and everything in it, you're like, what the hell is this secret? And I remember thinking, what is the secret? Yeah. And look, and that's why it took off. That's why it took off. Like nobody in this, um, this personal development, this thought leader movement, nobody had ever been able to get so many people's attention around the globe like it was the first thing of its and it wasn't via the internet it was via D, like either a dvd or it was on a usb stick so we didn't have people sharing on facebook or whatever the social media channels were used they actually were getting across to each other via usb or a dvd so and then it, and then it, the book was actually secondary sorry about the noise <laughs> the book was secondary uh so Sorry, there's some renovation going on next door. Um, oh, yeah, so the, the, the movie itself, um, it impacted me so much because I, for, there was the first, first time I'd ever heard that you were actually in control or could be in control of manifesting things into your life via the law of attraction. And I remember thinking, wow, you mean I can just think of something long enough with a bit of consistency and it could show up in my life. Now, some of the things, I want to put a bit of caution for everyone because the, the secret really isn't in the secret, and that might seem a bit, um, <laughs> why am I going to go and watch it if the secret's not in it? Well, the, the premise, it, it's kind of like an awakening, and what it does is awakens the fact that there's an ability for you to be in control of life and not for you to just be reactive to what's going on in your current, you know, circumstance, reality. You can change your reality, but, you know, the whole process takes a few different tools and a few different, like it's a recipe. It's not just one thing, you know, and, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, and I'm sure you're going to ask me some more questions on the breakthrough or even a breakdown. But with the movie itself, I'll try and keep it on track with that. With the movie itself, um, 
it did actually enable me to attract some pretty amazing things. In fact, um, I have, I don't know if you can see it. I'll see if I can grab it. I don't know if you can see that, but that, that is the REIV, Real Estate Institute of Victoria's Residential Salesperson of the Year for 2007. Now, that award, um, I remember when I got nominated, which was huge just to be nominated, I rem and I was only less than three years in the industry. So if I had have logically thought about it, I really wasn't, you know, there was so, like there's in Victoria, if you're not from Australia, <laughs> in Victoria, it's a very big, it's a pretty big state. And there's like, you know, how many million people living there? And I, or yeah, it would be millions. Um, and I did, but I didn't actually think about the fact that who am I to be able to win this? I was less than three years in real estate. 2005, I started in real estate. So it was, um, yeah, less than three years, so two and whatever, two and a half. But I wasn't thinking about that. All I was thinking about using the law of attraction, I was just thinking I've been nominated, I have an opportunity, and I just kept thinking about it and I kept thinking about how amazing it would be and what I'd be able to do once I won this award. And uh, this might sound a bit airy-fairy. I remember seeing a dragonfly in right near, like hovering near my car. Uh, and it was I was working in a suburb called Brighton which is near the beach, and it's not near any lakes, it's not near any rivers, and that's where dragonflies hang out. Dragonflies don't hang out in back streets, in the middle of nowhere, in a back street. Not, we weren't right near the beach, so it wasn't even near the beach, not near any water. Um, and a dragonfly is just hovering around my car. And I love dragonflies. For some reason, I just have this, not usually a guy thing, usually women like dragonflies, but I really love these dragonflies. And as soon as I saw it, I knew that was my sign that I've, I've won the award. And all I was thinking is I've won the award. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm actually going to win this award. And that's all I was thinking about, right? And I, I remember sitting there and another funny synchronicity to the story is the host of the event was Andrew O'Keefe who had a show called Deal or No Deal. And I was the first ever person to win on Deal or No Deal. I won $120,000, right, $120,000. Now, <laughs> the, only, the only interesting fact about that is that I was the first trial run. I won $120,000, but I couldn't keep it. And so when, when he called my name and I went up to get the award, the first thing I said to him is, can I have my check now for $120,000? And I said, you probably don't remember who I am. And he goes, Concierge magazine. I used to own a con I used to own a magazine publishing business, and he said Concierge magazine. What haven't you done in your life? <laughs> it's unbelievable. I've done a few things. Done a few things. But he remembered so, you. And he remembered me. Yeah, he remembered. Well, you know, I'm sure you would remember someone you didn't give money to. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my business partner Con and I, who were on the show together, we were devastated that you know we got up for that, and so. Because, like, there's an audience of, say, I think maybe three or 400 people. And so for you to get called up, it's like a big thing. So we knew that it was pretty unlikely that we're going to be called up for the actual thing, although that should have been what happened. Like, if we're practising, surely we should get to actually do the run again. Anyway, um, but it was, it, was quite, it was quite funny. It was a funny story, yeah. So it was like another, um, almost like another universal sign for me to say that this is mine. 
you know. I, I didn't get to win on his show, but now I get to win. Award that you actually have worked really hard for. I love it. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. In 2014, you were unfortunately delivered a massive blow financially that you just knew would end your marriage and you just decided then and there that you didn't want to be this man anymore. That's a big gap between 2006 of watching Law of Attraction and 2014. So were you using the Law of Attraction in between those times or were you still learning about it? And what made that moment be a life changer? That's a good question. And, you know, uh, I had followed one of the main um, one of the main stars from uh, The Secret was Bob Proctor, and if you don't know who Bob Proctor is, he's considered like the you may as well call him the godfather of uh, personal development. Um, he's one of the most influential success coaches. Pe- most people know of Tony Robbins. I'm only using that name because he's he's so well. Um, He's so well uh, advertised, you know, social media, you know, people share his stuff all the time. Bob Proctor isn't as well known. He is still like he's a multimillionaire. Um, his, business is, his business is huge. And the reason that I love Bob is, one, I felt like everything he's, he was saying was very truthful. It was like he was giving you the tools. And the only problem was <laughs> I didn't know how to use the tools. Like I knew he was giving me gold. I just didn't know how to create the jewellery out of the gold. I didn't know how to create stuff with it. And, uh, you know, and I think that's with anyone that, um, you know, that's doing some amazing things. Often they'll be giving, they can give you everything, but we don't, if we don't know how to use it, you know, you can give, what is it? Like you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it, you can't make it drink, you know, that type of thing. Um, so Bob Proctor, I followed him for that whole period right up until, oh, I haven't stopped, <laughs> I haven't stopped. But if you talk about when I had the breakdown um, and in between me winning that award in 2007, so seven years from when I won it, um, yes, I was using the law of attraction at times, but the problem was I had such uh, negative non-serving um, habits, like really bad habits, and when you have a lot of bad habits, I don't know about anyone watching um, or listening, when you have a lot of bad habits, um, you tend to make excuses for yourself and you tend to say, you know what, I know that I shouldn't be doing that but this, but that. You know, you give yourself excuses. You, you basically, when, when you're operating with a lot of bad habits like I was, a lot, um, you tend to try and take yourself off the hook as much as possible. And, look, it, it's kind of natural because you're trying to live life. Otherwise, you know, you'd just be telling yourself you're an absolute moron. What the hell are you doing? Um, but I was, But the, the biggest problem was for me I wasn't being honest and I wasn't being truthful, first of all, with me and then in, and then in turn with everyone else. In fact, um, I would manipulate situations if it didn't suit me. You know, and and it wasn't that I was totally selfish, but I was. It wasn't that I was totally selfish, but I was selfish in the fact that 
if it didn't fit in with me having a good time or me feeling comfortable, I wouldn't want to do it. So, you know, and I find a way to manipulate the situation. So, yes, I was because the law of attraction, this is an interesting thing. If anyone knows what the law of attraction is, it's an immutable law. Like you can't not have the law of attraction. It's always there. And that means it's always working whether that's good or bad. But you can get it to work in a good way or in a more positive way if you focus your attention on what it is that you actually want and not just focus your attention but then take action. Yeah, because it does really start with your thoughts. And if you're thinking about all this, you know, these bad habits and, you know, you're being quite selfish, you know, the law of attraction isn't going to reward that at all. Especially if you maybe have a bit of bad self-talk, like I know that probably a lot of us do certain times of our life. Um, if you've got that bad self-talk, you're just going to get more of that negative energy into your life through all different ways. And look, th th this is a really simple thing for everyone to think about. Um, and a lot of these things are simple. doesn't mean they're easy, but they are simple. And the simplest way to look at the law of attraction is what you focus most of your attention on is what you're going to attract. Now, the trap for some people is what happens to us when we have, and let's just say, let's just say you've got, like you really have trouble getting money. Like you, you're earning some money, but all, all the money is covering bills and you're really struggling to make anything to be able to go on a holiday or to buy a new car. And it's, and it's, it's very normal. Like a lot of people go through it. Like, you know, yeah, I can pay the bills and, yeah, I can pay for the school fees and blah, 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 but I can't do anything for myself and I can't really take a holiday. And, you know, and so what we're doing, you know, and you might know the law of attraction. You go, yeah, but this is what I like. I want more money. I want to go on a holiday. I want this. I want that, right? And you're saying those things, but all your, all your real attention and internally, like you talked about negative self-talk, all the internal dialogue that's going on is, I'm just sick and tired of not having enough money. I'm sick and tired of not being able to go on a holiday. I've got a bad relationship with money really deep down in the core. So no matter what you say, it doesn't matter. You've got to change the internal. As you said, like right at the beginning of the interview, it all starts with the internal work. It does. And look, there's a process that we all have to go through. And I've created, I think, <laughs> I stumbled across it. I haven't stumbled across it. I've done a lot of work on it. But I think I created a really good um, six-point system to help people to understand. In fact, I'll share it with you at the end. Just remind me to share the my my six-point system. Yeah, I've got a six-point system. I'm still working out some of the details, but it, it will give it will give people guidance to actually start, you know, start really getting um, things working properly if it's not working for them already. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression. And is available right now on Booktopia.
if our audience want to be coached by you, because I think you've already proven that you know your stuff, they can go to brettdscott.com. And I do love that you're sharing, you know, all your life lessons with your clients. And I love your phrase, and I'm even going to write this down and put it in my room because I love it. You don't have to go through a breakdown to get a breakthrough. That is just gold. And especially if people are watching our YouTube video right now, they could probably see, you know, I love Superman stuff in the background and you're definitely known for wearing like the Superman logo and all your promo photos and stuff. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering why. It's because you're not perfect, isn't it? It's kind of like Superman, you know, still has his weakness of, of kryptonite. Is, is that sort of where it's coming from? I don't know if you can see. Probably can't quite. Can you see there's a picture... Can you see the picture over there with Super? Yeah. Very vaguely, it's I can't read it properly. No, that's right, and I, I'm not sure if the screen is backwards. But anyway, um, I should have I should have set it up differently. Anyway, on on that picture that you guys can't see, there's a picture of Superman breaking out of chains, but the chains are made out of kryptonite. They're green green chains. Oh, what a cool photo! Yeah, it is a cool photo, um, and he says kryptonite. Yeah, kryptonite nevermore. And look. The reason I ended up going with Superman, and it is a really good story. I'll try not to make it too long. <laughs> it is a good story, though. Um, so Superman, the beautiful thing about um, my, my journey with Superman is that as a young child, in fact, at the age of one probably, at, at, and two at the, at the oldest, uh, I had a, an affinity with Superman, real strong affinity from a very young age. And my mum was like, you know, really surprised at how connected I was. In fact, <laughs> she was uh, very nervous uh, about me getting a Superman costume because I kept nagging her for a Superman costume, I think at the age of two. She would not buy me a Superman costume because she was so concerned that I would jump off the roof. I was a very adventurous kid, right? So she bought me a Batman outfit instead. So I thought, I'm pretty sure on the cartoon I've seen Batman glide. I remember thinking that. I'm pretty sure Batman glides. So I still jumped off the roof and I landed in a rose bush. I didn't fly <laughs> and I remember crying. Um, but, you know, so it was a good lesson. Sometimes we're going to go through those lessons. But anyway, getting back to Superman, the reason that um, the reason I've chosen to show up as Superman or, you know, when I first showed up online as in, on social media, it was Clark Kent turning into Superman. Now I show up as a version of Superman. And, yes, it's not, it's not saying that I'm perfect and I'm indestructible. Um, what it's saying is that I have become my own saviour. I've loved Superman for such a long time. And the reason, I, and unconsciously I didn't realise this until I got my conscious awareness of it, Superman, if you know what Superman stands for, he stands for truth and justice and the American way, but let's leave the American way out of, the, out of it for the moment. Um, but truth and justice. And I was, if you remember me saying, I was being so untruthful to myself for so many years and never understanding why I couldn't break that pattern because I didn't have the right tools and I didn't have the understanding of how to do it. Um, and justice is about, you know, looking after everyone and making sure that everyone is looked after and, in it, you know, everyone has justice. I, if, I'm trying to put this in a better way. 
everybody um, has equal footing. You know, there's justice for everyone. And that's kind of how I operate now. Not kind of, that is how I operate now. I operate with absolute truth and absolute justice. And I was like, oh, my God. When I got that realisation, I thought my, um, one of my clients is a photographer and he said, let's do some fun stuff. I said, oh, what if I bring a, what if I do like a Clark Kent to Superman? Yeah, do that. So it was just a fun idea. But then when I shared it, someone said, oh, my God, that's freaking awesome. I went, oh, maybe that's a good idea. So, you know, some of these things just like they're not, it wasn't even done on purpose. It just organically sort of came together. And, you know, and so for me, it's not about me being any, any more special than anyone else. It's just that I have realized stop going, like I was always looking for a way to be saved on the outside. But no longer do I do that. I, I now know I'm my own savior. I am my own Superman. So it's not about anyone else. It's just about what it is for me. And so now I help others to become their own superhero, not that they have to, you know, don a costume or put on a cape. It's, uh, but it's really just about helping people to save themselves. It's not about me saving anyone. It's about me giving people the tools to be able to save themselves. No, Rave It Up now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to. You'll get to see some fun behind-the-scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself, just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook and we look forward to getting to know you. You did mention before you got into coaching you were a real estate agent and I, I could not believe that when I first heard it I was like wow like as I mentioned what haven't you done like I swear you've done it all and you also have a qualification in business and fitness that's another real surprising factor was it hard for you to go from a job in real estate you know where probably a lot of people say it's a more stable job to go to working for yourself in something that was very, you know, unknown for you at that time. Do you know, um, i tell you the one good thing that happened, see, I, I, I didn't have a dad growing up and that's another part of the story, but I did have a mum and I still do. Uh, and I still have a dad, but he's not really my dad. And, but my mum always instilled in me that I could do anything. She always said, um, there's nothing that you can't do. You can, you can, do, you can do and be anything you want. And that was at a young age, so I think that, you know, really stuck with me because uh, if you understand how the mind works, up until the age of about seven, your mind is completely open. Sorry, let me, let me take a back step. There are two parts to our mind. There's the conscious part of your mind, which is your logical mind. It's your, where your imagination is. It's where you can, I can tell you something and you can go, mm, I don't like that, or, yeah, I really like what you're saying, like what you said before. Um, but then we have our subconscious mind, which is our, automatic part of our mind is the it's our belief mind it's where we don't have to think about it you don't have to consciously think is my subconscious doing its job it just works like these hands going like that i don't have to think about how to move them yeah you don't have to consciously go oh am i breathing (laughs) yeah exactly breathing moving like once you program right like when we learn to walk all these different things but the subconscious is the conscious part of your mind doesn't really start to form until the age of about seven and ongoing. Um, whereas the subconscious is there, like from a very young age, uh, from about the age of two or three, and it's fully open, like just information dumped in, you know. So, and that's good and bad. 
you know, so good information, bad information. So, um, so in regards to work or, you know, being able to go from one thing to the other, I'd never really worried about it I, unless I've, you know, if someone said, oh, why don't you go for a job as a policeman or why don't you go for a job, why don't you go to university and study to be a doctor? Well, there are some limitations to what I would think that I could possibly do. But if I had even a like a, a, like a tiny little iota or if someone told me that maybe I could do that, oh, can I? Oh. I'll give you an example. So my first real uh, taste of work, I was expelled from school, by the way, at, at the age of 15. Yeah, I was expelled from school. And what happened um, was I was given an, uh, an ultimatum, either, <laughs> either pull up your socks, literally, and not literally, uh, pull up your socks and, and don't get into any more trouble throughout the year or go and get a job. And I thought, ah, oh, I'm just going to go and get a job because I knew I couldn't commit to not doing anything wrong um, at that time. And so I went and got a job uh, working in retail uh, at a clothing store. Pretty sure they're still around. Roger David. When I worked at Roger David at the age of yep, at the age of 15, and that lasted for about two or three months. And then I went and got a job uh, as a an apprentice waiter. And again, I'll try and make this not long because I've done a lot of things. Apprentice waiter, and then I got into, uh, I didn't complete it because I was actually being um, bullied or you might as well call it abused by the owner of the business. Um, it's a very prestigious establishment in, uh, in well, I say the suburb, in Victoria, somewhere in Victoria. And, uh, and so I ended up leaving that. And but I still kept waitering because I'd learnt it. I'd learnt pretty much how to do it. It's just I didn't have the, the qualification. Not that you need one for waitering these days. You just need to have your whatever that certificate is to say you you can actually serve people. Yeah, RSA. Uh, and- RSA. Yeah, responsible service of alcohol. Yeah. Uh, and then I became a bartender, and so I was like, I was in that hospitality, you know, serving, and I got to a point where I was just a bit frustrated I went and got some kinesiology if anyone knows what that is and kinesiology really unblocked me for a number of um, areas that I was kind of blocked and stuck and I finally got this opportunity which was through the Centrelink or through the government and it was kind of a job where you had to learn uh, env- well it was, wasn't called environmental landscaping back then but that's pretty much what it was is working with the natural habitat and then planting trees and understanding all the different um, horticultural names and everything. You know, I learnt everything that they could teach me in two to three weeks and it was a six-month course. And at the end of, like, three weeks, one of the supervisors came to me and said, look, Brett, there's nothing else we can teach you. You know it all. Do you want to be a supervisor as well? So I ended up becoming a supervisor and then at the end of that they nominated me for an award, which I won, which was the Trust for Young and Ast- Trust for Young Australians Awards at the age of 19 or 20 or whatever I was, I won this award. And that then I, uh, I got told, hey, you could set up your own environmental landscaping business. Oh, could I? So I then set up my own environmental landscaping business. I went and did a business um, course to actually learn how to create a business plan and all that sort of stuff. And I created my business. Now, I wasn't great with figures, hence in 2014 when I had the big financial upheaval, it's the reason why numbers and Brett don't, don't really go together. So, and I have an accountant now with this business. Um, 
Yeah, so I was actually working. I had to end up getting a part-time job so that I could pay for the jobs that I was doing for other people because I was under I was underquoting too far, and then I have to buy all these materials, and I was oh, I didn't do that research properly. Anyway, that was my anyway. I'm making this short-winded story. So then, from there, I ended up um, from doing that. I ended up going into hotels. Now I went and worked. Um, I got offered a job, actually. I went and saw a friend, and the manager that was working there said to my friend, who was that guy? Would he be interested in working here? And my friend said, oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll ask him. So I ended up getting the job. Very quickly, I ended up being recognized by a general manager from another hotel. He asked me to work for him. When I worked between the two hotels, at that hotel, I had so many recommendations or testimonials from people staying in the hotel that the, the general manager asked me to become a concierge for the hotel. So then I had to go and learn it all. I'm trying to make this a short-winded one. Learned it all, met all these other concierges, became a, an assistant concierge in a five-star hotel, then went and became an assistant chief concierge in another city, had to go and learn a whole new city. So I went from Melbourne to Sydney, then Sydney back to Melbourne as a chief concierge. And then I worked for Europe Car as their hotel account manager. Then I went and got my own magazine publishing business. I'm kind of shortening these things. But the point is, to answer that question about what have I not done or what have I done, I've done a lot of things, but the, the, the beautiful part for me moving forward is I never had that limitation built in me that said I couldn't do it. I was always prepared to give it a go. I'll have a crack. Well, I guess that's kind of come back, comes back to the subconscious mind with your mum just saying you can do anything you want to do. It's obviously just been ingrained in you that you can do anything you want. So definitely, yeah, be grateful for your mum for doing that when you were young. Absolutely, yeah. My mum's exposed me to a lot of really positive things that have enabled me to, um, to do what I do today. Well, you definitely live life to the fullest too. Doing it all. <laughs> I have, I have. And look, there's obviously so many more parts to the story, but the one thing for your audience to remember is like everyone has the ability to do whatever they want to do. Um, and, the, and the only problem that a lot of us have, and we have, we all, all of us have different things that are blocking us, you know, and the problem, the first part of the problem, this is what I'll give you in one of the six steps, first part of the problem is getting the awareness, getting the awareness that it's not, your job, it's not your boss, it's not your parents, it's not your partner, it's not your kids that are stopping you from doing certain things you want to do, it's you. You've got to first of all get the awareness that you're the problem. Looking for news that is fair and unbiased? Visit our friends over at Our Shout Media. For all the latest news from Australia and around the world, as well as their own weekly podcast, Our Shout Media delivers news that you can trust. Check them out at ourshoutmedia.wordpress.com. Our Shout Media, news delivered the Australian way on us. Another reason I think you're an amazing role model is that you've actually started this later on in life. And to go to, you know, one of the blockages that everybody has or, you know, a lot, probably I'd say 95, 99% of the population think that, you know, if they haven't done it in like their... 20s or maybe early 30s that it's way too late and they can't start later on in life when like really come on you life is a long long thing you can start whenever you want to you're just blocking yourself and i think for for you you're like the as i said best role model for this because you have started later on in life and you've 
tried everything, no matter what age you are. I love that you're asking that question. Yeah, I call myself the late bloomer thought leader, right? I'm actually a thought repeater at the moment, but I will be a thought leader. Um, and I am so, I'm heading in that direction because my I have a virtual assistant who keeps getting me to give her quotes. So I keep having to think of these quotes, which aren't anyone else's that are mine. So I'm, I'm moving in that direction. But the reason I say that is that if anyone has an excuse, like I'm too young or I don't have enough experience. A lot of people, when they're later on in life, they already they automatically say goodbye to their dreams just because they think it's too late. Yep. A hundred percent. And look, it re like really and truly, even you, you brought up my mum before, so I'll, I'll bring her up again. My mum at the age of, how old is she? <laughs> what am I? <laughs> She's six, let's just say 60 something. She's 60 something. And uh, she, uh, and she, I know she won't mind me saying this. She recently, following what I've been doing, has decided that she needs to make changes. And so she has been doing a lot of internal work. Now, she's been, ex she's been exposed to this information a lot longer than I have. In fact, she's read more books than I have, you know. She, we've got a whole lot of books and she's read most of them. But the point is that it doesn't matter what age you are, absolutely. Like, you know, and that's why I'm excited and proud that I've been able to do it now because all through my 20s and all through my 30s, I always was always, always striving for success, always striving to, you know, to achieve, you know, a decent level of success. And every time I would get there, this is why I said you don't need to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. I did because I wasn't listening. But um, hopefully you're getting this message is that I was in a constant cycle of self-sabotage. Every time I would get to a decent level of success, including this one, I had an opportunity. I'll give you an example. I had an opportunity when I won that award. The owners of the business said, you know, they were so proud and so freaking excited. And they said, hey, could you go and help out with one of the other guys who's going to buy into the Bentley office? Um, and then the guy at the Bentley office who bought into that said, hey, why don't you buy into the business as well and we can be business partners? And then I got on and I was like, oh, I don't know. That means I've got to spend money. I'd rather earn money. Um, not, I was, and what I'm trying to get at is my constant cycle of sabotage because I was so focused on give it to me now. And this is a lot of the millennials, a lot of the people that are in their, you know, their 20s perhaps, that millennial, you know, I was a millennial. I wasn't a millennial. What am I? I'm a, an X, whatever they are, X, Y. I don't know. I'm an, I'm an X, whatever the X is. I'm an X. And, um, and, but I had that millennial mindset where, you know, I need it today. I need it today. So I was always focused on how do I get the magic pill? How do I get something immediately? And now it, it's a good thing to have, but it's also good to have balance. So it's also good to be thinking, okay, well, yeah, let's try and make things happen quicker, but what is the long-term, you know, focus? Where, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? How are you going to retire? You know, sometimes you might be thinking, I'm in my 20s and 30s. Why am I going to bother about retiring just yet? That's another 40, 50 years away. Well, I promise you the reason that's so important, because I didn't do it, <laughs> you know, and I'm having to do it now, um, and, that, and that's okay. Like that's the reason it happened for me. I remember when I finally realized I was going to be successful. Did I finish this story? Yeah, I kind of did. I ended up taking a job as a sales manager down the coast 
instead of um, instead of actually buying into a business and having, you know, potential and the business, the company that I was working for were really successful. So it would have been would have been a great investment. Anyway, um, but but I had to go through all those things, not for me, what well, is for me, but not solely for me, because when I finally realized I was going to be successful, I remember saying to myself or saying to the universe, or saying to God if you want to call it that. I remember saying, why the hell did I have to wait until I was 40-something? I was 43, in case anyone's wondering. I'm 45 now. And I remember thinking, why did I have to wait until I'm in my 40s? Because I always imagined I would be successful at a younger age. Well, the reason I had to go through it, so this is why you should be (laughs) hopefully taking some good lessons from me, I had to go through it so that I could pass on the message to other people. So that, as you said, with the quote that I Point. You know, you don't have to go through a breakdown to go through a breakthrough. This could be your breakthrough. You'd be going, holy shit, he's right. Okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? And we'll share, I'll share some points on that. Yeah. Well, I, I've got to say, you've had an incredible past, an amazing present, and also amazing future coming up because you've got a new book coming out. This week you just started your Freedom Coaching YouTube channel as well. Congratulations. <laughs> And oh, who knows what what else? It's just going to be an incredible future for you, and we're definitely going to keep a lookout for all that stuff. But I think we should probably maybe finish up with your six point system that you're discussing. Okay, yeah. So the six point system is first of all, you need awareness. I mentioned that already, and what that means is not just awareness of what you want, like what do I want in the future. It's having the awareness of what's not working now. Having the awareness that, you know what, the current results I'm getting are not what I want and there has to be a reason for that. So this is the way that it works. We consciously have an idea. We send it down to our subconscious. Now, if we don't have a program that operates with that idea, it goes into what we call um, chaos. It goes into a bit of a battle. It goes, no, 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 that's not how your program works. That doesn't match. I can't operate with that. And that's why I said to you, and I'm going to, it's the last, it's the sixth point is repetition. So first of all, we're going to get the awareness of what's not working. Once you actually um, get the awareness of what's not working and what you do want, you then are ready to go, okay, the next part of this process, especially when you're thinking about the subconscious that isn't accepting this new idea of what you want, the new reality that you're aware of what you want, You mentioned before as well that we have limiting beliefs. We all have different limiting beliefs that we've carried through or the experiences we've gone through. Well, we have to go through a process of forgiveness. And the way we do that is by, first of all, forgiving ourselves and then forgiving the situation or forgiving the other people that are involved. And it doesn't mean forgiving, and this is where some people get a bit stuck, they're like, I'll never forgive that person for what happened. It's not about forgiving them for... It's not about giving them a pass. It's just about forgiving them because that's how they had to act for that situation. But I'm not holding on to it. You've got to let it go, right? And that's when you unblock yourself. That means you've unlocked a secret door to enable yourself to move to the next step, which is figuring out your why. So when I said about awareness, getting awareness of what you do want, you're now going to get really clear. What is my purpose? What is the reason that I'm actually going to – what is the idea – Get really clear on what exactly this is that you're going to go after. And I, I don't mean purpose as in my life's purpose. 
I mean, what is the, what's the meaning that I'm going to go after? What is something big that I want to go after? When you get really clear on what that is and you get really excited by it and, it, and especially a little scared, you're ready. The next part is then you've got to actually, you've actually then got to, I've got it written down here, I think. Oh, no, not, it's beliefs. <laughs> I knew I was going one step too far. It's beliefs. I've only just created these and I think they're really perfect. So then once you've actually got the idea or the purpose, the meaning, you then have to go to your, remember I said the subconscious is your belief mindset, sorry, your belief mind. We have to change beliefs. Now you've gone through the awareness of forgiveness. You've gone through and figured out what your purpose or why you're going to do something. A lot of people get stuck because they think, how am I going to do that? I don't know how to do that. So maybe I can't do that because I don't know how. Well, there's no growth. If you know how to do something, there's no growth. And you should be wanting to do something that enables you to grow, to be able to give you some meaning to actually what you're doing. So then, uh, and this is why you probably heard, like there's so many famous celebrities and people who've got heaps and heaps of money and feel empty and feel like, you know, I've got nothing to live for because they've got no meaning. They're not growing. They're not growing as, as human beings. So, and that's what we're on this planet to do is to actually grow. So once you start, there's a process to change beliefs and it requires action. It requires repetition, which are the next two. <laughs> so once you've got the, you've got a belief that's running that is not serving you, you've already got the awareness, you've gone through the forgiveness process, you now have, um, what did I say, you've got purpose, <laughs> you're actually working with some meaning, you know why you're doing something, you're then going through the process of actually changing this belief, which means you could do auto-suggestion, you could do hypnosis, there's a number of different ways, and if people want to know, they can message me, and I'll, I'll give them the, the full diagram of how it works. So, And the beliefs part is the most important part. When I mentioned about, and I, we actually didn't get to it, but when I mentioned, I will mention to you now, we haven't mentioned it, when I had my proper breakthrough, which is November of 2018, um, I actually had an emotional impact. And so there's three ways that you can actually change a belief. The first way is by auto-suggestion, and that is by affirmations, daily, consistent, um, persistent <laughs> repetition of an, of an affirmation. It's spaced repetition. The second way is via hypnosis. And, uh, you know, and obviously someone has to take you through that process and you've got to be open and susceptible to accepting it. Um, so it doesn't always work 100% because you've got to remember you've got this program running and if it doesn't want to accept this idea of what you're about to do, it might block you. Um, and then the third way is through an emotional impact. And an emotional impact is something you can't plan for. It happens or it doesn't happen. When I mentioned in November of 2018, I had an emotional impact. I had tears streaming down my face thinking, why am I crying? I'm listening to Bob Proctor preaching something on one of his shows called The Paradigm Shift. I'm thinking, what the hell is, oh, what's going on? And that's when I heard in my head, oh, my God, you're going to be successful this time. As clear as anything, like someone had just said it into my head. I'm like, oh, my God. And I knew that I was going to be successful. So the last two bits for this six-step process is action and repetition. It's inspired action. So once you know what you want, you've changed the process of, of what you believe, the, you actually doing that is the action and the repetition. So you've got to take action, but then you've got to have constant repetition. And I said this at the start, everything in life requires repetition for you to get good at. It's the same with your thoughts. It's the same with your beliefs. 
anyway, hope that helps. That's awesome. Six-step process, guys. And I, I think everyone should go visit brettdscott.com if they want to contact you as well. You're on Facebook, Instagram. You're on everything, aren't you? <laughs> I am on everything. Yeah, LinkedIn. Yep. All right. So if anybody wants to contact Brett, that's the way to do it. And I so appreciate your time today, Brett. Thank you so much for coming on my show. No worries. I, th I think everyone will be leaving here so inspired, so motivated now to make a change in their life if they haven't already. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you having on. And sorry if I talked a little fast. It's just that I'm super excited by this information because it's made a huge impact to my life. And now I have the ability to impact so many other lives that, um, yeah, I get a bit, I get a bit overexcited and want to share everything. So, hey, I love the passion. That's what we want. Ah, <laughs> I have got the passion. I have got the passion. Yeah. Well, you're always welcome on the show. So if you want to come back on in the future, just let me know. And hopefully, when all our borders are open up again, we can meet in person and maybe even have an interview in person. That would be awesome. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Love it. Fantastic. Well. We always, I was going to say we'll keep in contact, but we do that anyway. So <laughs> we will keep in contact and we'll make it happen in the future. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Luz. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.